0: It's time for another crossover edition. Locked on Packers, locked on Steelers. I'm Peter Wachowski. Joining me is my friend Chris Carter. And and Chris, we have a matchup that I think before the season maybe looked a little juicier than it does now. (laughs) To say the Uh, least. Part of that is because each of these teams has decided to lay at least one egg so far this season. But there's still plenty of reason of of, of optimism for both teams, I think. Uh, Let's start here with with Pittsburgh. And I think the the looming question, this is something that you and I talked about on Locked On today, mm-hmm. is this question about what's going on with Ben Roethlisberger. So I'll ask you again, what's going on with Ben Roethlisberger?
1: <laughs> well, for the for the uninitiated of daily Ben Roethlisberger talk here in Pittsburgh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what's been going on is that Ben has really struggled in these first few games. I mean, he's not throwing the ball deep and over the middle. Um, you know, and, and what's crazy is like you know, and Steelers fans have brought this up is like. Um, you know, like what happened to the to the offense that we saw in, in the preseason when they took on the Detroit Lions. And yes, it was preseason, it was Detroit Lions, but he was throwing in the middle of the field and like he looked much more comfortable. Like the timing was there, just throwing the ball and, and like everything was fine. Now it's like they have the heat when he has the time, he's still not making the throws, he's not making the right reads, and everything's out of rhythm right now. Um, and uh it, it's kind of it's kind of gotten to the point where you know, it's it's becoming a question. You know, there's a lot of people in Pittsburgh saying, "Oh, should they just move on and do Mason Rudolph and just think that's the best shot?" The Steelers won't do that because they still they still they don't think Mason really gives them much that Ben doesn't right now, but. Um, you know, I, I think right now the main question is can can Ben Roethlisberger settle down and get back to reading defenses? Peter, you know, everyone's gonna talk about his arm. I don't think his arm's the problem. You know, when when he when he wants to, when when he when he's throwing some deep balls, it's either getting there or it's just missing. But the biggest problem is that like he's not able to process and and consistently hit you know those 10-15 yard routes where you know you know like Juju breaks into the open part of a zone defense and he's like unsure of where. When he's supposed to throw that, and that's been the biggest issue, is mentally. And you know, they 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 need that. They need him to get past that because this is not an offense with Antonio Brown to pick it up and just he can just heave it to him and get it done. Uh, Najee Harris is a playmaker, but they need uh, they need you know a little bit of balance so that defenses can't just pay attention to him. Um, And you know, the offensive line they knew would struggle, but Ben Roethlisberger they were hoping would be at least you know somewhat of a cerebral quarterback, and he hasn't been that early on.
0: Yeah, I was just looking up the next gen stats on their completion percentage above expectation. The the worst quarterbacks in the league right now, Justin Fields is at the bottom of the list, mm. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, and Ben.
1: Not a great company to keep.
0: No, not ideal. So when, when you're looking at, okay, if this is this is the plan, this is the, the formula for getting things on track. Is it okay? We need to try and find the way whether it's hard play action to create shot plays. Or is it, we're just going to have to live in this world where Ben is getting the ball out quicker. He just has to be more decisive, which we've, of course, he's a veteran quarterback. It's not like he's a rookie and he can't process the field. He's just, it doesn't seem like he's playing with confidence right now. So how do they, how do they fix that? How do they find some rhythm here?
1: it's going to be kind of what they've done in years past because here's the thing you know this isn't new like you know we've had we've seen years where Ben Roethlisberger's just been like yeah I'm throwing it over there Um, you know he's like it's kind of of been I think what kind of masked it at times was he had Antonio Brown to save him for so many years. Mm-hmm. And again, I you know, I, I know some Steelers fans are like, "Chris, you're turning on Ben." I'm like, "Listen, listen, guys, I am very I'm very neutral on Ben Roethlisberger. You know, I, I I respect him a ton. I think he's a he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, but yeah. when it comes to honestly assessing his his bad days, there's been plenty of games. Like there was a game where they beat the Chiefs years ago, I think it was a 2016 or 2017. I think it was 2017 and You know, but it was on a fluke play where he threw it. It should have been picked. Antonio Brown snatched it out of the air and ran it to the end zone. You know, there's been several plays like that over his career where he had that superstar receiver saving him or Le'Veon Bell saving him. Um, And you know, I I think now it's in a point where. And then eventually, what happens is he wakes he wakes back up, finds whatever rhythm he needs to be in, and then he starts making the throws that are like, okay, that's prime Ben Roethlisberger. But he's been in those ruts, and the problem is he's in a rut right now, and it doesn't look like he's getting out of it. I, I will say that. He It looked like he was out of that rut early and going into the middle part of last season. And then whatever happened late in last season, it just he kind of fell back into it where he wasn't seeing the field, wasn't paying attention to what the rotating safeties were doing. And that's led to problems. So can he overcome it? He's going to have to. Otherwise, they're going to be like, well, you know what? I think if if he can't overcome this in a, by a few more weeks, that's when they have to ask serious questions. Is like, listen, if you can't just be a veteran quarterback and just make the the consistent throws that an NFL quarterback
0: is supposed to make, what's the point? Right. Uh, the The offensive line is is a big part of this too, because in the offseason, you know, there was a lot of discussion. What is the future of the offensive line? We have the the somewhat surprising decision by David DeCastro to retire. Uh, And and then they go out and they use their their first round pick on Najee Harris. We don't need to adjudicate the offensive line versus running back part of this. But where is this offensive line right now? Because they're also dealing with some injuries as well. Well, the offensive
1: line is, you know, still struggling. You know, Center Kendrick Green, you know, looks strong at times, but also looks weak at times. And he's trying to find himself. Remember, he played guard most of his time at Illinois. That was an adjustment he's been making. Um, but it, it, you know, Mike Tomlin I think described it best in his Tuesday press conference. He called he called it popcorn with the run game. You know, some, uh, you know, sometimes you'll get four guys blocking the right way and one guy missing, and it's all over. Sometimes you'll have five guys blocking the right way and Najee misses the hole. Um, you know, and it's just been thing after thing that's kind of blown up the efforts that the Steelers have put together to be successful in the run game. It just hasn't happened for them yet. And I, I think that's their, their biggest struggle right now. The, the biggest thing that I always push back on when people go into the, the running back versus offensive line situation, I would have agreed if you were, we were talking Penae Sewell, though he's not playing well right now, or if um, we were talking, uh, you know, uh, Christian, or was it Rashawn Slater, uh, mm-hmm. and Christian saw almost made it Christian Slater. That would have been a whole different person. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't but, think he'd uh, be a good offensive lineman. No,
1: that doesn't. That's not you. You got to have Rashawn or Christian. Yeah, you know, that doesn't work, man. It, it'd be a whole other person. Uh, But, you know, if we were talking one of those guys, different story. But if you look at the next five offensive linemen like, like Liam Eisenberg and like the guys that came after that, either they're not starting hurt or they're or they're playing and they're playing poorly. Right. Like, you know, the, the guys that they had that they had at that point that were available to them. They weren't there. And so they said, you know what? Let's get the best running back on the board. And and I still think that he's a key to the success. You know, he, you know, I brought, I brought this up on Locked On now. For me, a huge key of beating the Bengals was getting him going in the passing game so the offensive line didn't have to worry about it. But the follow-up was when the Bengals started to see that you were throwing it to him, throw behind him. And and then make them put them into a guessing game. Ben Roethlisberger never did that. uh, And I think that's the biggest problem there. But for the run game, you know, Mike Tomlin, he's not hitting any panic buttons yet. He thinks that this group can figure it out eventually. And again, I think they got an athletic group. I think they got a physical group. They're just not a coordinated group. And that's going to be the question is how long does it take for them to find that coordination?
0: Yeah, we we spent more time on the offense because the the defense is a much more known quantity. We know this defense is nails. And they can really rush the passer. They've got multiple guys that they can throw at you. Minka Fitzpatrick is the preeminent back end defender in football right now, um, as good as anyone in the league at creating turnovers and creating indecision for for opposing quarterbacks. But T.J. Watt dealing with an injury, dealing with that groin injury, coming off the the monster historic extension that he signed, and then had to go work out right after. Uh, so, what what is T.J. Watt's status, and and how how critical is he to how good this defense? Would be in a game like this.
1: Well, he was limited practice on Wednesday. I was there watching, and you know, we're not allowed to say what we're what, we're, what we see, but we're allowed to say what the injury report says. You know, the, those typical NFL rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but I will say, I, I the expectation is for both him and Alex Highsmith to be back. You know, it's crazy that that Week One game against Buffalo. Everyone's like, "Oh, that was just I guess that was just a fluke game." I'm like, I don't think it was a fluke game as much as far as they had their whole defense that game, minus right. Stefan to it. You know, but in the Raiders game, you know, the day of, they thought they were going to get. Devin Bush and Joe Hayden, both of them end up not being able to play. Then they lose TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, and Tyson Olulu in, in you know, during the game. That's five defensive starters, four of which are in your are you know are in your, your, your front seven, and that's you know the group that makes the money for the Steelers. So um that was a big problem. And then you saw against the Bengals. Melvin Ingram played a hundred percent of the snaps. That was never the plan with Melvin Ingram in in this game. But uh, you know, it looks like all indications say that they, that all those guys should be back. Um, The same thing goes for Deontay Johnson. He was able to practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday. You know, unless there's a setback later in the week, uh, that would be the turnaround, but as far as how it looks, you know, it looks like most guys will be back. You know, the only people that don't look like they might be back are still Shakuma Korfor, who's in concussion protocol, the starting right tackle. Um, but Zach Banner, the team's uh, you know, the guy who's supposed to be the starting right tackle, he is has, has been activated. They have 21 days to officially add him to the active roster now, but he's back, you know, trying to work his way back from injured reserve, putting the pads on and working out with the team again. So, um, there's definitely uh there's definitely a sign that maybe they get they get a lot more healthy guys back this week or if not this week the week after
0: all right a lot more here to come on this crossover edition for week 4 packers steelers Before we get there, I want to tell you about an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. If you have a big tank like I do, that's a lot of money potentially. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, to PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that 50% per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. And the app is GetUpside. All right Chris, let's flip the script here. I'm going to I'm going to put the bright lights on me and and give you the floor.
1: Well, so g- thank you for doing so, Peter, but you know, everyone wants to know, man. First of all, first of all, first of all, well, l- before we get to the matchup stuff, what was your interpretation of of uh, of Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee and saying all these really good Pittsburgh things? Because listen, we have a guy Josh Axelrod from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. He comes on the show. He's been pounding the table. I mean, pounding the table for Aaron Rodgers to go to Pittsburgh in 2022. When when people hear that in Packerville, is there a sense of like, hey Aaron, why, why are you saying these things, man? Like, just just leave it alone.
0: <laughs> I would say, I would say generally there there is. Uh, a sense of that. And, and I, I would have to say, I'm someone who's like, we, do we need to have, do you need to answer every question? Every time that someone asks about That's the off season, good. do we need to talk about it? Like, right. how do we, can, at, certain, at a certain point, can we just put this behind us? Now, the other part of this is Pat is a Yinzer, right? Yeah, he, totally. he's a, he is a, a Pennsylvania guy. And so he is going to push all the buttons and Aaron Rodgers knows exactly what he's doing when he does that. Also, I, I, I do think <laughs> that his respect for the Pittsburgh organization is real. Mm-hmm. And, and he's talked about it in the past. He he is a student of the game. He's someone who respects the history, um, the ownership group there. I think Mike Tomlin is, you know, other than like Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, I don't know that there's any coach in the league who is better respected from other players on other teams than Mike Tomlin. And so I think that's part of it too. And And let's be honest, there are a lot of similarities between the Steelers and the Packers in terms of fan support, in terms of the, their their belovedness in the community all that stuff i mean it would be easy if you're Aaron Rodgers to say okay i don't think it's working out in green bay anymore where can i go that is the closest most reasonable facsimile for this and have a team that's ready to go pittsburgh has not been mentioned a bunch but if you look at the receivers now you know the future of juju let you know we we don't know what that is but they've got the defense that green bay has really not had in years They've got playmakers. They've got the weapons. Now the offensive line, obviously, a big question mark there. It would be, it would certainly be a good landing spa, uh, spot for, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and and you know, there's there's a long way to go. I, I think Packer fans would 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 rather talk about the potential for Packers Steelers. At the end of the season, or at least a repeat of the last time they played in the postseason, <laughs> and then we'll and then we'll go from there, Chris. Uh, but uh, I am, I I do understand why why that question is being asked because he was a, a, effusive in his praise for for Pittsburgh, and I have to say I've been to Pittsburgh a couple times. It's a beautiful city, and okay. I I did not know before I came what a beautiful city it is. It's a gorgeous place. The food is wonderful. The people are great. What's not to love?
1: If you ever come by you you just you just got I will hook you up on where to go. Ask James Rapine or your boy Let's Q. I've hooked them both up on on their trips to Pittsburgh. Now, I want to dive into more about Aaron Rodgers himself. And I wanted to start it off light with that question,
0: but you know,
1: <laughs> is it not light for
0: my for my listeners, Chris? <laughs> right, right, they're like, "Hey, Chris, you're stressing <laughs> us out, man." Um,
1: but uh but you know, with Aaron Rodgers in in this offense, you know, one thing that we've always seen is, you know, Aaron, he can, he, there's times he can be a, more of a gunslinger. There's times he could be more of like the, one of the best processors of the field. Where do you think he is right now? You know, that first game, everyone was like, Oh, is he done? Is he over the hill? And then of course the next two games, he's absolutely not. Um, but what was your, what's your interpretation of where he is in his career?
0: So here's what I'll say after the first game, my concern with the, the Packers offense and with Aaron Rodgers in particular is you go through this bizarre offseason, who knows what's real and what's not, right? We're, we're still sort of sifting through all of that. And I do think it's funny, you know, he goes in his press conferences, the media likes to make stuff up as he's reciting chapter and verse, all the things that was reported all offseason and confirming all of those things. But that is a, a different story for a different day. Um, And he, he comes in and we don't know what his mindset is. Mm-hmm. We don't know. If he's truly all in, we just don't know, right? He says he is, but you still got to go out on the field and prove it after as wild an off season as we had, there. There just is, is no way to truly know. Right. So he goes out and is not playing on time. He's forcing balls into areas that we just don't normally see him force. I mean, the, the, the shot play interceptions and Marquez Valdez Scantling when he's it's dead and it's like, Why? And I guess you're, mm-hmm. he said, we're down. I'm just trying to, you know, make a play. And so I think there were questions to say, is he reverting to some of the 2018 tendencies when he was just like over Mike McCarthy, did not want to be there uh, w- with McCarthy anymore. He did all by all reports. Basically, he he did not uh, th- that relationship had gone sour. Let's just be as diplomatic about it as possible. And so there were some hero ball elements to it. And I'm going, is this what we're going to see? But then what happened the next week is Aaron Rodgers copped to it. He said, we were a little arrogant, came into the game, felt like we were going to just beat that ass. And I I felt like I wasn't playing in rhythm. And I need to get, I need to be more on time. I need to be more decisive. And I I think it was a little rust. Remember, they hadn't played in months, basically real football. Um, And so what we saw, and especially against the 49ers, we talked about this this week on Lockdown Packers. 2.17 2.17 seconds average time to throw for Aaron Rodgers against the 49ers. And he still had almost a 10 yard average depth of target led the league last week in a dot in under two and a half seconds by two yards. So his ability to get the ball out quickly and still push it down the field. No other quarterbacks can do that. Tom Brady did it a little bit last year when he was taking those three step and, and go balls. No one throws Rodgers calls it a transition. Go. It's a three step go ball. And he just, he throws them better than anybody. You can get to the the slot fade. You can get to the back shoulder throws. That stuff is suddenly back in this offense. And you're going, okay. I mean, he's made the last two weeks. How many wow throws has he made? The the, the Tanyan touchdown against the Lions ear hole touchdown throw. I mean, the, the sideline throw on third and 14 to Devontae Adams against the Lions where he drops it just like, you you couldn't reach out and and hand him the ball in a better situation fifty yards down the field, and and we saw it again on against San Francisco a couple throws to Devontae Adams a throw on the last drive to Devontae Adams over Fred Warner's outstretched hands he seems dialed in now back in this offense playing in rhythm getting the ball out and and that's when he's the scariest they're gonna have to do it again this week because Elton Jenkins not currently uh, practicing they were able to to string some things together on the road against San Francisco can they do it you know after a week of showing all the empty and all the different things we'll see i think pittsburgh's going to have a plan but everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth right
1: Yeah, yeah, that's usually how it goes. Mike Tyson would say that as well. I will say, though, Joe Hayden did confirm to us on Wednesday after practice that Aaron Rodgers is his favorite quarterback of all time. Mm, Um, mm. So that's going to be an interesting (laughs) matchup when they when they line up against each other. But, But before we roll to our final segment, I wanted to ask you about the defense. Give a, give Steelers fans a sense of what is this Packers defense strength? I know Darius Smith is out, um, but they still got plenty of talents. I really like Jay Alexander. I like Darnold Savage. Uh, there's a lot of good parts to this defense, but what, you know, what, is, what is the thing that this defense bases itself in?
0: So, uh, you know, the, the short answer is we're still figuring it out because Joe Barry is the new defensive coordinator coming in. And, and what I think is interesting is we did not really know what to expect about uh, out of this defense. We assume it's going to be the Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley principles. And to be sure, a lot of quarters, a lot of tight fronts. Um, they have done. They did some really interesting things against the 49ers where they crowded the middle on the defensive line and strung their their outside, their edge players out. So it was just like, okay, you're not going to run uh, down down our throats and you're not going to spread us out and run it. So it was like they, the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, who's, who's basically the preeminent run design mind in the league, he had no answers for that. So it's going to be interesting to see Pittsburgh try and attack that with Najee Harris. And then it's a lot of quarters, a lot of two high safeties, a lot of you're not going to beat us over the top. Well, if Ben doesn't want to throw over the top, now what is the counter? Is it going to be more man coverage? Is it going to be more cover three and saying we dare you to throw it over the top? What I have appreciated is over the last two weeks, they have been able to adapt and we've seen more pressure. So last week against a very good offensive line in the 49ers, they hit Jimmy G 11 times. They They mixed pressure looks. They would show six and rush four. They would show four and rush six, and they had a, they had a seven man pressure in in the red zone that Jimmy G turned into a touchdown. Just made a great play. They are going to force Ben Roethlisberger to throw with pressure in his face, and they're going to hope that he does what he did last week and throw it to the guy in the wrong color jersey. And I, I think that's that's the that's the the force that they're going to exert on this game. They're they're inconsistent in the run game. Um, I I think that they are going to, they're going to give you some short passes, but they, they played some sticky man coverage against the 49ers and against a very talented group of receivers with Kevin King out there, um, or excuse me, out and Eric Stokes in the game. Uh, I thought the secondary played really well. The secondary is the strength of this team until Zadarius Smith gets back. And so it's an interesting strength on strength kind of thing where they're going to force you to throw underneath and they have a great secondary and the Steelers only throw underneath and they've got great receivers so it's going to be it's going to be a, a match of strengths in that way
1: it's going to be very interesting. We're going to get to more of those matchups in just a second, but first I got to tell you all about RockAuto.com. Save time and money while using RockAuto. Why choose thirty to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can go to RockAuto.com and get better prices? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump can be worth $353 from the chain store, but it can be worth $216 if you just visit RockAuto.com. RockAuto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to use the, the to find the solution, excuse me, to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably little prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. And it's that time of the year again as all lives have now turned to football and teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds props and contests and check out whatever new contests are coming out there you can go for big money little money anything that, that floats your boat bet online has and which that you can bet on football head to the website right now or sign up on your mobile device to receive a 100 welcome bonus when you sign up at bet online be sure to look for all the different promos that are available sometimes you can get a refund on your promos sometimes you can get, get a special offer that gets you into another contest all right available at bet online Bet online is the fastest and easiest way at, to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And, Peter, when we do back-to-back live reads, you know that means we just keep it rolling here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah. So I wanted to wrap things up here with you. Going over, I want each of us to list a matchup. that It can be a player. It can be a position group. But it's a matchup that favors the team that we cover and favors the opposite team. So I'll go first. Okay. The first matchup that I think does favor the Steelers is presuming that TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are back, I think the best thing that they have going for them is if this pass rush can can be healthy. I think that they can be a true problem for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I know that he's he's a tough guy, he's a mobile guy, he can extend plays, but this is a group that when they've been out there, they can make they make life hard for certain quarterbacks that's my top thing going for him I think that with the way that TJ want because the other thing is yeah sure they're still missing Stephon to it and Tyson Alulu now it's gone as another interior defensive lineman but when Ingram want and Highsmith are healthy they're going to rotate those guys to the inside. They're going to move them all around and say, okay, you got to talk every single play as an offensive line group to say, okay, he's nine O's over here. Five, six is over here. Eight's over here. We got another. And then, Oh, by the way, they might send Devin Bush or Joe showbert on a blitz up the middle. Those are the type of things that they're going to try to do to confuse Aaron Rodgers up front. This group, you know these guys presumably should be fresh considering that they've missed a couple games now and i think that could be the the, the steelers best key to keep the packers offense in check what do you see as the biggest uh, biggest advantage matchup wise for the
0: packers well let me let me just flip it for a second because that's what i was going to say the biggest disadvantage so i'm glad okay. we're on the same page here i mean I, we see it we see it the same way i think that's going to be the biggest problem and we don't know the status of Alton Jenkins didn't practice on wednesday uh, Matt LaFleur said they're going to give him the full week to recover. Um, but Yash Nijman played against uh, Nick Bosa, I thought, pretty well after the first drive against San Francisco. Now, the Packers found ways to crack and to help. And, you know, on, on one of the touchdowns, it was Alan Lazard blocking Nick Bosa on the on the touchdown run from Aaron Jones. They had Mercedes Lewis doing it one-on-one in some rollout situations and play-action situations. And, and there's the chips. Big Bob Tunyon laid him out on one play um, from the slot. So they have some answers to this, but to me, that's the biggest concern. The the biggest advantage, flipping it around, is a player that you mentioned, um, and, and that is Kendrick Green on the inside. Kenny Clark has been a man possessed the last two weeks. He did not play his best football against the Saints. There were some flashes in there. It was one of those things where, he they they want him to play a little bit more three tech and and go over guards a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They made an adjustment in the second half against the Lions and they put him back at nose even in past rushing situations and said, All right, it's you against Frank Ragnow, one of the best centers in the league. And Kenny Clark ate his lunch. Yeah, and, Frank Ragnar's a bad brother. Yeah, and exactly. And you go look at the 49er tape. Alex Mack. He's on the all decade team. Kenny Clark worked him a couple of times and, and Kenny Clark got a pressure on, on Lakeland Tomlinson as well. He can beat guards or centers. I think he is that interior pressure. Quarterbacks have talked about this, you know, from time immemorial, if you're going to pressure any quarterback, you want to do it up the middle because that is going to make them the most uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I think Ben is the same way. And, and if we're being honest right now, Chris, I think, I think in a 10 yard sprint, I think I'm taking KC over big Ben right now. (laughs)
1: I wouldn't argue with you. <laughs> I mean, if you saw the play where he tried to throw to Derek Watt and he fell on his own face, I was sitting there like, oh. "I did see that." Yep, man, I did see that. that. Was that was rough? It was but, pretty uh, good, but yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> 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 but okay, that's that's totally fair. I actually agree that might be the biggest disadvantage. But I'll switch it up. For our okay. listeners, because I want I want them to get more. One thing that I think could really play in the Packers' favor is if Ben Roethlisberger is having those problems, like I said earlier, processing the, processing the field. The Packers have some athletic guys in the secondary who can attack some passes. You mm-hmm. know, I talked about I love Jair Alexander. You know, Kevin King, an athletic guy. Eric Stokes, a good backup to have. But Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. Yeah. Those are two safeties that fly, they move around fast. Like, if I'm the Packers, I'm looking at how Ben Roethlisberger struggles and reading, discerning between cover, cover three and cover two when you know when they line up as one in pre snap and then adjust to the other in, in post snap. That's where I'm going right there. I'm saying, yo, you guys are going to be responsible covering a lot of ground. And if you see a, a ball that you think is errant, go and get it and go make a play. So, that, that's where I see. Uh, the biggest disadvantage right now. That athletic secondary is going to, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has been sure about his arms so far. This is not the greatest week to be testing a secondary against a group like the Packers.
0: It's not, and, and the secondary is playing with a lot of confidence. One of the things that stood out to me, I was watching the the All-22 earlier is in week one, I don't think anyone had confidence in where they were going to be. And this is a new defense, and they didn't play as the starters a bunch in the preseason. I thought that was a mistake. And if you're gonna do that against Sean Payton, he's just gonna, he's just gonna destroy right. you. And he did. And what whatever they did in the intervening weeks, at least by the end of the the Lions game, they came out with a much better understanding of where everyone needed to be. And against the 49ers, a team, Kyle Shanahan is as good as any coach in the league at getting you to blow coverages. He just he he knows everything about what your defense requires. And so he plays with your keys. He wants you to read a key that is not really a key he's trying to fake you out the whole way and they they passed off crossers in zone coverage they created space for uh you know the the in out routes in man coverage they played so much more disciplined frankly than we're used to seeing them in a long time um and i think that was the really encouraging thing was it perfect no um they still gave up some plays in the second half especially helped by some absolutely ridiculous penalties Um, and I, I think what's what, what they're, they're going to need to do that same kind of thing, because I assume that's what Pittsburgh is going to try and do mess with the communication. Um, try and run some of those crossing routes, rub routes, run mesh all day, which by the way, your offensive line has to hold up for. Yes. And there's going to be Matt Canada has tried to do some, some relatively interesting things. The other part of this is this is the best tackling. One of the best tackling teams in the league right now. That's not something that you could have said for a long time. If you're a Mm. Packers fan,
1: Mm.
0: you got to tackle Najee. And so I Don't think that th- that is an X factor for this th- th- in this game. If they revert to some of their previous season, poor tackling um, ways, I think that that's that's when suddenly like, OK, if you're going to give Najee Harris 19 targets, it's 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 going to work in a situation where they can't tackle him. And so that's going to be, I think, a critical factor for the Packers.
1: Absolutely. Peter, this is always great, man. I love being on Locked On today with you. I love, I love doing these shows, and finally we get to do a crossover together. So this oh, is yeah. this has been truly awesome. Um, Peter, let our listeners know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work.
0: Of course, Locked On Packers. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Um, subscribe to the Leap, which is a a newsletter that I do with uh, Jason Hershorn every week. We're on YouTube um, and uh, wherever you get podcasts. Of course, Locked On Packers is there. Chris, do the same for my listeners because I know. I hear every week from people. They're doing recon. There's Packer fans listening to your shows this week. Oh, man. Be be prepared.
1: Y'all scouting. I see what y'all do. I see what y'all do. My name's Chris Carter. Thanks again, Peter, for, for, for doing this with me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, as you see below, uh, if you're watching on YouTube. You can also listen to the Locked On Steelers podcast Monday through Friday, just like you listen to Locked On Packers on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can read my work at dkpittsburghsports.com. I did a film study on Ben Roethlisberger's struggles in reading the field uh, this, that they released this past Wednesday. So go check that out if you want to go see some of my film studies on him. I also do work for Steeler Nation Radio and WPXI channel 11 our local NBC affiliate here in the city of Pittsburgh Peter this has been great man I I, I wish I was able to make the trip to Green Bay to, to come hang out and 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 see there. I've never been to actually never been to Wisconsin as a state so at some point I need to check that off my list
0: it's a good state uh it's a good uh it's a obviously it's a great place to watch a game you yeah you you have to know that by now yes um and uh I I didn't I didn't ask you for a prediction but we should probably make one quickly as we're as we're winding down here uh I, I got I like the Packers uh 2720.
1: I got Packers 24 uh 19. There's gonna make a weird score somewhere. There's gonna be couple, like a oh, couple
0: okay. weird field goals. I like it. Yeah, no, I, like, I was like, thinking my initial thought was like 24-16 or something weird like that. 20 20- yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 with you. I'm 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 into it. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a great game, honestly. I think Um, it's going to be exciting. So I can't wait for it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon, man.